0: What are you
1: drinking
0: today? Uh, gin and tonic. Fantastic. What are you down. when it Wedding Dan, you got to drink yeah. a gin and tonic, okay?
2: For this bonus episode of The Smart Hustle, we're joined by Emily Hewitson, a politics student and aspiring Conservative Party activist. After making the headlines on the BBC's flagship political show, Question Time, Emily is well placed to comment on the pros and cons of social media, having suffered her fair share of online abuse.
0: Hi Emily, welcome to the show. Can you can you give us some context in terms of, I, I, I know that you went viral on Question Time, um, well after Question Time, and that was just as you were entering university? Um, yeah. Or in your first, yeah, just as you were entering university. Could you just tell us a bit more just about that really and about from there, how did you sort of like leverage that in terms of growing your social channels and Twitter and I think Instagram as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it was a few months um, before I started university and I've been watching Question Time for quite a while, but I didn't realize it was a thing people went on, said something in the audience and went viral. Yeah. Um, so there definitely wasn't any reasons behind it in terms of trying to gain any kind of influence or anything. But um, yeah, the, the show was actually taking place at my old school. So it kind of all fitted together. I was a big fan of the show at the time. So I was like, okay, I have to do it. And then obviously, um, I got the chance. I had a really good panel as well. I mean, of like Nigel Farage, Anna Soubry, um, Amber Red, a whole range of personalities. So I, mm. I kind of struck the jackpot there. Um, so I, I kind of said my thing, didn't think much of it. And then obviously the show came out a few hours later uh, and they happened to post a clip of what I'd said online.
0: Who Question um, Time themselves?
1: Yes, Question Time's official account. and. There was just so many comments, like positive and negative, and everyone yeah. was like, "Who is this girl?" I was yeah. like, "It's me!" And then when <laughs> people kind of discovered my account from that, it just kind of blew up. It was honestly the weirdest thing. Yeah. I page and like every few seconds i'd gain like a hundred followers or something. that's
0: nuts that's crazy and how many and then, followers how many how many did you actually grow by in that in that sort of period
1: uh, so i think I, I gained something like twenty thousand over three days nuts um, and now i'm nearly at ninety thousand, which just blows my mind this is on twitter right yeah this is on twitter and then on instagram i've got twenty thousand. 000 a bit and
0: under. yeah and what sort of uh like opportunities have come from that from, from that, actually like growing your channels?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky, I've, I've had a lot of opportunities even from that one question time clip. Uh, the next day I had journalists ringing my house phone, ringing my mum's phone. Mad. I literally have no idea how they got my number to this day. And I had quite a few stories published about me and I think it's because I don't look like the classic girl that's into politics. Mm -hmm. I don't look like what people perceive to be like a politics nerd, even though there's not really a thing. Mm -hmm. And also I love a night out. Like, you know, I love just being with my friends. And one of the big things that that got me attention, even though I didn't really want this kind of attention, was my bikini photos on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So all of these, you know, uh, news sites were using those like, this girl's interested in politics. And to me, I didn't even think it was that weird. But I guess because when you look at politicians, they're always wearing suits and that kind of thing. So to have someone that you know just went on a night out and wore, you know, clothes that maybe aren't associated yeah. with politicians yeah. was just crazy. But yeah, from that, I've had loads of opportunities. I've had TV and radio um, appearances and just just so many things, and it's it's really you also amazing. You got
0: featured on Ladbible Bible as well. No, you had like an open yeah, debate yeah, yeah. roundtable.
1: Yeah, that was so fun as well because obviously Lad Bible. I've been following them on social media for years. I mean, they're huge. They're
0: huge. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I read a stat that um, I think it's like eighty percent of twenty to thirty year olds oh. like them on Facebook. That's just crazy. That's crazy. People yeah. that are on Facebook like them, and I've been—I was one of them. And yeah. like, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that's do you
2: nuts. do you find that since you've since your platforms have kind of gone viral and gone from something that was like a space for you, for you to share content with friends to having a wide audience, does that make you more hesitant to post or does it almost give you more confidence to post? Because I know that if I had a greater following, it, I might think, well, I can't say that because this might be taken out of context or this person might think this. But yeah, i just interested to hear what you think.
1: I think it's a bit of both. It's definitely um, leveraged my Twitter page to just being about politics really, because I know that the majority of my following follow me to hear about my political opinions. So it's definitely changed it in that way. But I'm very careful about what I put out because I've even experienced it where my tweets get really taken out of context or I say things in a certain way and it gets interpreted in a different way. And it's kind of hard to portray, in what way you're saying things because if I'm speaking to you now and I'm saying something you can tell you know my meaning behind it in many ways you can tell my emotion you can tell if I'm happy or sad or angry but when you don't have that kind of face-to-face contact context um it's definitely harder so you do have to be careful and think how other people might interpret this so sometimes I'm asking like my friends and stuff if they understand where I'm coming from because I just don't want to put out the wrong thing and um, be seen in a certain way when it wasn't my intention at all
3: I was gonna say can I jump in there and ask what might turn out to be you know a three-part question but um, (laughs) before you went on to question time did you did you submit the question that you were going to ask um, so they'd already seen it or it was um, not seen before by them
1: um, so I didn't actually ask a question, I I um, made a comment, so they open it up mm. to the audience after someone asks a question, but all the questions are submitted beforehand, um, but the audience doesn't know what the questions are, even, unless their own question gets selected, if you see what I mean.
3: Yep. I was going to kind of comment on this idea of a, a, a duty of care, because obviously it's been a year to the day almost, or yesterday since Caroline Flack um, had died, and like a lot of the social media abuse has been, uh, when that happened, there was a huge outrage from it, Um, the BBC, obviously they, they have brought you onto that show you, somebody who is a a kind of young adult, you've made a comment. And because of that, the next day, there has been this influx of hate. There's no necessary, there's not any preparation for that for you. You didn't expect it. You didn't know it was coming. Is there a duty of care for them to think about the consequences of, you know, I mean, I know there's been a lot of positives, but you're waking up to death threats, for instance, and people saying they're going to pour gasoline over you. Um, do you think that was well dealt with by them, or what are your thoughts on that?
1: I guess it's a tricky one because by going onto that show and and um, putting my hand up and saying something, I'm choosing to participate and say what I want to say. But the problem with that is, what if someone puts up their hand and something slips out or something's misinterpreted? Then things can go very badly. Um, did they uh, ask guess-
0: for permission to put you on there sorry to interrupt but did they ask for, for your permission to put no. you on question no, time so but- i mean because that's where i guess a lot of the following came from was from that page i guess and yeah. also to
3: play yeah. you as the chosen clip for that day as well to, to advertise with that you know there's a question of do they have to ask you've been a willing participant in that but maybe to give you some type of heads up to say hey by the way yeah this is going on there. Yeah. This is a. This <laughs> yeah. is for some people. It's going to necessarily be a controversial opinion. That's the the nature of politics. Yeah. Get ready for what is going to be likely a, a an influx of horrible comments. That was was there any of that, or is it just complete? Uh, no,
1: there wasn't. But you make a really good point. I think. Um. I guess yeah. it would have been courteous for them to just say, oh, just to let you know, we liked what you said, or we found it interesting what you said, and we're going to use your clip on social media and kind of at least run it past me because I 100%. guess. No. I guess by doing that, I have kind of gave them permission, yeah. um, but they could have at least pre-warned me at the very least. So I yeah.
0: think, thank God it was you, because I, I guess, as you were saying, you're quite thick skinned.
1: Completely, because also, because I was quite taken back by the response and quite taken back by the fact that they put it out, uh, I didn't necessarily think through what I was doing. I just instantly went, oh yeah, that's me. And I didn't think of the consequences. I didn't think that journalists could be ringing my house the next day. And, and like you said, I'm quite lucky that I'm thick-skinned. I honestly think um, that even a lot of my friends wouldn't be able to kind of deal with that kind of inten- uh, attention and scrutiny as well.
0: So, I mean, obviously politics is quite controversial. Did you... Were there some friends that you obviously made... You obviously in your first year of university or when you went into first year of university. Did you have any scrutiny in person from students because I know notoriously like students are, are quite left winged did you get any scrutiny in person whilst at university did it sort of impact your first year experience
1: um again I think it was a bit mixed um yeah. it was funny that people uh in my group chat that I was in my university course group chat they were like oh your tweet just popped up on my timeline or I can't believe you're going to, you're going to be in the same course as me which is so weird because I'm just- <laughs> A normal, a normal student. No. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there was, there was one person who kind of came up to me, and she was like, "Oh, I really thought you were going to be a beep." I won't say the word, um, uh, because I would seen you online, and I thought I really didn't think I'd like you. Um, but I actually think you all right. Oh, like, is
0: that,
1: is that a compliment? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Did definitely it- been nights out that I've gone, on, gone out to, and um, I've kind of like you know when you know that someone's talking about you and lo- looking at you yeah and uh i kind of got that vibe and there's like times i've been into pubs and people have gone like oh are you emily and then like giggled with their friends that kind of thing that makes you just feel a bit uncomfortable yeah. but nothing too nothing too isn't know,
3: it interesting that I mean, that does sound like it's still a little bit uncomfortable, but you've had a conversation with someone there where you can change their mind and it's uh, people can participate in debate. You can see each other as human beings and you can look each other in the eye when you remove that and you take it to social media, for instance, these people feel kind of emboldened to be able to go there and say, oh, you know, you should go kill yourself. The idea of telling someone that they should pour gasoline on themselves is such a ridiculous statement and such a crazy place to get to. And I imagine that if you actually met that person in real life, the conversation would go incredibly differently.
1: Exactly, so did, yeah. Did you
3: have people online that were... So rather than out in person, did you have anyone at uni that might comment on on stuff about you online?
1: Um, yeah, there's, there's a few people on my course that I've noticed have like retweeted not the nicest tweets about me. And that's just a bit awkward because obviously then I see them and it's just a bit like, mm. But I have to say the majority of people, like you said, um, once they've met me and realised that, you know... only see they're only seeing like a tweet you can't really Mm. define someone from one tweet or a couple of tweets Mm -hmm. um so i think when they like meet me and we actually have a conversation we realize that we have a lot more in common than they may have assumed Mm
3: -hmm. so they they feel as though you know people feel as though they can guess your motivations from a statement Mm -hmm. where actually your motivations are the uh, the culmination of you know 20 years of experiences lived experiences and that's why it's crazy that social media has introduced this atmosphere where one five minute clip, less than that, it could be a two minute clip or a question on question time, can then define you and completely. It define the way people interact with you for years to come.
1: Um, yeah, completely. You get that with YouTubers all the time as well. Um, people are very, uh, they scrutinize YouTube families quite a lot, but you're only mm. seeing 20 minutes of their day. Um, but because of social media, you feel like you know that person so well when actually, mm. so much you don't know.
0: So I I guess through social media, I guess a positive that you could probably pull out from this whole thing was that you actually made like really good connections um, from from that space um, and networked quite well in in an industry that you're really interested in and potentially want to have a future career in.
1: Um, Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the best networking opportunities um, where you can maximise the amount of people you're networking with all at once are social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. And I am really lucky that I have some uh, well-known politicians, well-known journalists following me um, and that I've managed to meet through through social media. Um, so that's definitely given me great opportunities. And I'm really lucky in that way because people may, may go to several network events and they may not be able to get as many connections as I have just from my Twitter account. Mm. Uh, so it's it definitely something that I'm very aware of and very grateful for.
2: What do you think about influencer culture, and would you consider yourself an influencer? Because I think I and I I mean this I mean this. I love how you're shaking your head. No, no, no <laughs> but I mean immediately the reaction it got. But what what is an influencer like? Not in terms of what is our perception of influencers now, but like what does it actually mean? It it means someone that I don't know shares their opinions, um, hmm. shapes discussions, etc. Like obviously online, you you don't post about i don't know like
0: to buy 2021
2: you are like sharing your opinions yeah and 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 influencing and engaging people in conversation so i'm i'm interested to hear what your thoughts on this because if you ask someone 20 years ago what's an influencer going to be you they probably assume more type the, the type of girl that speaks about politics online rather than someone that speaks about other things so yeah what do you think about that
1: uh, no, you're absolutely right. Um, one time I went to an event and um, I was speaking there, and they, they called me a political influencer. <laughs> and that was, I felt a bit weird about it, but that was the first time I really thought about it. Because I guess, like you said, by definition, I do influence people in some ways. Uh, for example, quite a lot of people have said that they didn't really want to tell their friends that they were a young conservative and through seeing me speak up about it and being proud of it or whatever, that that's gave them the confidence. So I guess in that way, you could define me as that. But I think the word influencer has a different meaning now. And uh, I, I don't know, I just I just find it a bit would, weird. like would, I would just yeah. find it a bit weird if I'm, I'm an influencer. Influencer does just have a lot of negative connotations now because you had uh, influencers promoting things like uh, crazy weight loss. like Like ridiculous teeth whitening
0: um, like all this absolute
1: they didn't even use it was things that they didn't even use themselves and you know it it did look like they that some of them were very money orientated but you're right i think there has been a pushback and people realize that they have a certain amount of um social media responsibility and that they want to be positive role models and i think we're starting to see that shift like one example i i always think of is molly may i think Um, she did a big kind of online campaign to make sure people check their moles and she documented her journey of how um she had a mole and she wasn't sure if it was cancerous she kept going back to the doctor and she used her experiences to actually push something very positive and that could actually help a lot of people mm. um so yeah i definitely think that there's this kind of new wave and this new push towards using your platform for positivity and i think that's definitely a good thing
3: so i think this touches on something that we've talked about before which is legitimacy for an influencer it's a very important thing you can make quick bucks by you know selling out and by posting things like, you know, diet pills, there can be a quick bit of money in that. But once you lose your legitimacy or call it into question, it's quite hard to get that back. Um so a question I'd like to ask you, you've mentioned before, you you give confidence to some of these people to come out and say, I'm a young conservative, for instance. So Do you feel as though there's a risk of certain politicians, for instance, trying to use you by association because you don't look like the stereotypical person that's associated with being a conservative? You know, you are a a young, engaged politician uh, at university, which, as we've said before, is predominantly liberal. Mm. So a two part question. Do you feel as though that has ever come into question? And how do you maintain the legitimacy of your brand?
1: Um, For sure, it definitely does. I think the Conservative Party obviously are looking for people that kind of buck the trend or don't look like the stereotypical Conservative and they're trying to change their image and I'm more than happy to be involved with that in terms of I think it's important that people from all backgrounds get involved in politics, whether that be the Conservative Party or the Labour Party and that you don't need to look a certain or dress a certain way to be involved with that. So I'm happy in that sense, but obviously at the same time, I don't want to be used. Like I am my own person with my own ideas. And I think that's an assumption I get a lot, but I must agree with everything that the Conservative Party has done. So if I criticize something online, Uh, people are like well you voted for this well you're a member of this and I think it's an important distinction to make that just because you're associated with something or someone it doesn't mean that you agree with them on anything on Mm. everything sorry
3: yeah definitely and I think you've got to be careful of course of Uh, you know certain aspects of political parties using your legitimacy people trust your opinion you've got a load of followers probably more than most politicians actually have because they don't have this awareness of how to use social media you're kind of young and engaged and have grown up with it and know how to leverage it so you know is there that potential for other people to ride off the back of your accomplishments and try to use your voice to gain legitimacy
1: Uh, yeah I think that there's always um, always that risk I guess Uh, but it's just important that people um, understand that the things I believe believe in will only come from my mouth. And I guess, as we were talking about, influencers have this problem. They need to be careful what brands they work with, for example, because mm. they may not want to be associated with brands that test on animals. Uh, so I think it's important that you're careful with who you associate with, but at the same time, you've got to make it clear that the things I believe in is what I say I believe in. You can't mm. kind of... Um, but social media does make it hard and it kind of blurs the, that, that boundary.
0: You know, take, take your experience. Um, you've obviously been through quite a crazy journey in the last year, year and a half from that question time virality. What is like a couple of key things that you've learned in that process in terms of social media and, you know, firstly from a mental health aspect, how do you deal with it, but then also from, you know, a personal branding and, and leveraging aspect. How have you sort of made it into a commercial um, or something that can impact your your life for the future? And Sorry, I, two, I guess that's a two part question. I'm
3: gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna tack on to put a C onto that as well, just if we do remember. I'd I'd quite like to know, you know, how you what advice you would give to somebody who finds themselves in your position as well. Because I think this is mm. gonna become more and more common where people who don't expect it suddenly have this one instance that can be that can blow them up and suddenly they've got, you know, things like you've had death threats or the positive side as well. But what advice would you give to somebody there as well?
1: Um, I think with the mental health side of it, I think uh, number one is, please take breaks. I do it every so often. I just need a social media detox where I just take a few days and I don't, I don't go on these sites because these sites are toxic at times Mm. and they can get to you. I say I'm thick skinned, but of course hate affects me sometimes. So I think having um, a break is key. Uh, Secondly, I think you just need to realize who your true friends are and people, and you know, your true friends would never change their opinion based on what you put out on social media. You know, they know the person you are. Um, So I think you kind of have to get over that and that people will disagree with you and even not want to be friends with you anymore. When you get out of that mindset, um, it's so much better. From a kind of alleviating my social media following and my brand, if you like, I think it's very important to kind of know your follow-up, you know your following, know your audience and um, know what topics, they would like you to discuss. Quite often, if I don't talk about a particular story, I'll get quite a lot of DMs. What's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on that? I think using that as a guide of what to speak mm. about mm. and to what will get interactions is, is really important. And for me, from a politics um, point of view, it's very important to be on the ball with what's going on and mm. current affairs. So that means reading the news regularly and also, getting a range of opinions I think is important because you can't really argue your point if you don't know what the opposition is saying uh but that's quite politics specific obviously
3: yeah I just want to say from all of us a massive thank you for joining us it's amazing really- for
1: having me. yeah, <laughs> no yeah really- could have
3: spoken to you for
2: another hour
1: yeah, I very was going interesting. To I can't stop when I start, honestly. The real question
0: is, do you still have the stint t-shirt from September 2019,
1: Catherine? I That's... do still have it. Yeah. I think I still might have a few of the other things you handed out, but we won't go into those.
0: <laughs> Let's just say bottle openers. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: All right,
0: Fantastic. thanks so much.